are you? I'm good, how are you? Um, could you introduce yourself? the Vice President of Strategic Brand Partnerships and Sponsorship for Black Tech Charlotte here in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we're working on a future story uh, for Black Tech Charlotte, and um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Sure. Um, the first question for you is, could you tell me how you got involved with Black Tech Charlotte? Um, the founder, Cheryl Dorsey, is a dear friend we met at undergrad in New York City at um, FIT, the Fashion Institute of New York. She was in Charlotte, um, and I was looking for a place to move. <laughs> I was like, I need to have more money at the end of the month. And she's like, come to Charlotte. And I came to Charlotte and launched a program here for entrepreneurs with recent angel investors. And um, I was working in that space, and Cheryl was working for a tech company. And um, Keith Lamont Scott was killed, and was kind of like, what can we do something that affects our people in a, a massive way that's not just protesting, well not just protesting in the street, but you know, that could, that could impact economic mobility and growth in our communities because dollars speak and that's really the way to get people, you know, on board. So I was uh, seven months pregnant with a baby boy and I was just like, well, how am I gonna raise my son in the world? And she's like, I wish we could do something. And um, we started with one event and we said, well, let's see if we can bring out like-minded people who work in the tech space and how we can, you know, brainstorm um, through this. And we put an invitation together and we thought maybe we'd get like 30 people, a couple of people that I met, people that she knew here. And we got a 125 RSVPs. And we were like, wow, wow. this is a thing. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, at the time I was working for a restaurant group, so I sponsored the event with food. And um, we bought some some bottles of wine and started this conversation and we put up whiteboards to ask people what they needed from Charlotte and the top things were access to capital, training programs, and um, career development. So we took, we did four events um, for 2017, just brought different people out to speak. We had um, Lucin Muhammad from the Panthers, who's now a VC, he runs a company here, Action Partners, that um, they buy whole restaurant group. So. Um, they recently purchased Backyard Burger for like $50,000. Before that, they purchased Wildway Cafe, um, 42 locations of that. They just had them come to speak and have people ask them questions to really get to the root of what it takes to get VC investment because, you know, people watch Shark Tank yeah, and, and they're like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> I have a product. I have a ponytail holder that's amazing. And it's like, nobody cares. You're going to do a million dollars for that. Right. Um, so just so you can shed some, some real estate white on it. So we've had, we've had some great people come through our door. Um, Venture for America, uh, Stephanie Thomas from DC came down for one of our events. Um, Leslie Miley from Twitter and um, Slack came down. He was on this uh, economic mobility tour. So he came and spoke. And we just had some really great people that came out to support last year and um, help us build out some of our partnerships because we're bringing a lot to Charlotte that has not been brought here before. Usually people leave. To go see some yeah, stuff exactly. So people go to Atlanta, people go to you know New York, people go to, to San Fran. So we're like, hey, let's bring it here. We Charlotte. can bring it here. Yeah, we can bring it here. So um, this year we rolled out our membership platform. So it's ninety nine dollars um for the year, and there's access to about twenty four classes um that range from everything to how to prepare your business for funding, to customer discovery, to public policy, and how it affects your business. So we're tackling some similar um. 
conversations that people here are currently tackling. So, for the fund that you guys put together, uh, could you tell me a bit more about the demographics of that first cohort? Or are you guys still working on those investments? So, for the fund, um, it's $100,000 provided by Carolina Small Business Development Fund. And um, it's for a number of different things. Um, it can be used for startup if you need to hire consulting, get your LLC and that stuff together. And it can also be used for um, growth. So, right now, we do have. Um, Financial side loan, side loan coming out of it. I can't name companies and amounts yet, um, but so it will um, enable them to, to scale their business and get it to the next level. So it's open to apply. <laughs> We've raised the collateral, so a lot of people don't realize well, what is an issue um, in the community that we serve is that one banks um, deny eighty percent of loans, eighty percent of business loans, just right. off the bat. Um, so. A lot of it could be because you don't have the equity injection. You have to have 10% of the full loan amount. Or collateral is a big issue in minority communities because you've been so busy surviving that you haven't been thriving. So you don't have, if you're taking out a $100,000 loan, you have to have $100,000 of something somewhere that if you default on the loan, that they can essentially take to pay back the loan. Yeah, you have to have some sort of assets. Um, which is a huge problem in the minority community, so a lot of people don't get loans because of it. But um, with our loan, it's fully collateralized, collateralized. So we've raised the funds that if somebody takes out a loan, that they don't have to raise the funds. So we're giving people opportunity to have access to funding that normally wouldn't have it. So you think the biggest problem the organization is uh, helping with, is it social mobility, is it funding, is it all the above? It's all the above. Um, for entrepreneurs, Access to funding is always going to be the number one thing. And, um, you know, I don't live in skin that I can take a napkin into a VC office and leave with a million dollars, you know? So it's, it's, it's definitely hard. Or even some people have credit challenges, you know? Student loans ruin lives. <laughs> I have people that come to me and their student loans are so far, you know, off, um, off the rockers that you just like can't really do anything um, about this. So that is definitely one thing that we are um, working towards helping people access funds here. We want to grow the Black Tech Fund. So with every loan, that gives us another reason to say, hey, you know, next year can we grow this fund? And then the year after that, and just keep the momentum going. Um, <clears throat> career is also career mapping and um, getting people here to. Uh, C-suite level position is also a big deal because there are some great programs here that do job placement. Um, right now, in order to live in Charlotte in a two-bedroom apartment, you have to be making $23 an hour. Minimum wage is $7.25. So when you look at those numbers and you see the jobs that people are getting placed, and there are programs here that place, you know, a thousand people in jobs, but those jobs pay $14,000 an hour. Right. So it's like, there are great programs. Yeah, you're getting people jobs, but the quality of the jobs that people are being put in is still not enough for them to sustain it. So if they come through us and they get, you know, training programs, work with our partners, and we also have recruiting events with um, Avid Exchange, Red Ventures, um, we're bringing a bunch of companies on board to do large-scale recruiting to diversify their community. Avid Exchange is hiring more than 400 people this year and 150 are engineers. So out of that, I'd like to see 50 of those engineers be black. Um, North Carolina graduates the highest amount of black engineer and STEM graduates. So. 
the fact that you look at, you know, at some of these large companies and you're like, you have 200 engineers and like two are black. Like those statistics don't fit the picture of Charlotte. Um, so just help me with that and connect to people to resources. Um, we have an ample amount of resources that we're fortunate enough to be able to tap into on a daily basis, but a lot of the times when I'm speaking um, to people in underserved communities, they have no idea, you know, the access that is here for them. Because sometimes it's not always for them. So, you know, you gotta take people in the right direction. So, what do you think is one of the most challenging things that you guys are facing today? Challenging things we're facing today, um, I feel like we've been, we've been eating our challenges. So we have space at Camp North End, um, which is fully sponsored by Orchard Carolina. So space would initially be a challenge. We were looking for space. You know, we're millennials, so we work from our kitchen. They were fine with that. Yeah. Um, but we were presented with opportunities, so now we have space to facilitate our classes in. So that is always a challenge to find a location to host things. Um, memberships are, are doing well. Um, we've been able to connect with community, to communities very well. Um, what are challenges of raising money if anybody out there wants to give us some? <laughs> so the next question, um, since you guys are eating those breakfasts, and that's a good thing, I would say, what is the For best now. thing that has happened to you guys um, since you guys started um, Black Tech Charlotte? I think getting our space was a really big deal because it made it it made it real for us. Um, you know, we were planning events and plan on hosting classes, but it took it to another level to be able to have a space where you can host um, <clears throat> where you can host people at your own will is very impactful. Uh, I got a picture uh, sent to me on Instagram today. We had, uh, you know Madi? I don't think I do. I think he, um, his, his interns are in the, the portal building. I can't think of the name of his, um, his company. But he uses our space for his interns twice a week. Okay. So there are like kids in there, back in college, um, and they're, you know, working on robotics projects and engineering projects, so to be able to offer up our space for, you know, initiatives like that, there wasn't a space for, for black people, specifically in tech here, to do that, so we have that space and we can open it up to the community, so I think that that's like, that was a huge thing for us, that was a huge thing, and then, of course, our partners, Red Ventures, um, paid for our signage. Now we have signs, people know how to find us. Um, <laughs> Dayrunner is one of our um, sponsors. They have a, um, they paid for a bunch of memberships for their drivers, so that that was great. Um, so yeah, we've had some 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 big wins. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Now, do you see this program um, marketing to the greater minority community? Is it just going to be focused strictly on the African American community? So when we say black, we mean black, brown, Yellow, like, <laughs> and um, Caucasian people are more than welcome. Our doors are o always open. It's funny at one of our events. Uh, I can't. My allergies are still kicking my butt. But um, when I went to take pictures, the whole first two rows were of white people, and I'm like, how am I going to testify this is a black tech event? And like. <laughs> I'm like looking in the camera through like the different angles. I'm like, there's so many people in here. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's definitely for everyone. Our members span across the the, the spectrum. 
What do you wish uh, people knew about Black sexuality? I wish that people knew that it's not scary because when people hear the word tech, they automatically assume it's not for me, it's scary. Um, that people with all types of businesses are more than welcome to come in and, uh, and join and have conversations with us because if you are, you know, if you do have a, a hair salon, how are you involving tech in the hair salon you have? Like, how are you booking your appointments? Are you using style suit? What, are, what methods are you using? Are you, you know, are you doing your own bookkeeping? Is that getting outsourced? All of that involves technology. Are you, you know, do you have an app that you can take a picture of the person and try different hairstyles on before they come in so they can book based on, you know, how a look is going to fit them? So there are more than one ways to incorporate tech into your existing business. And just talking about, to people about scaling and being innovative in their spaces. If you have, you know, a restaurant, how are you being innovative in that space? So it's for everybody. It's great. <laughs> well, I'm a new member. I told you that. You do it. I'm a new member. Yes. So, so um, I have a quick fire round. Um, and this is like uh, the ending of the interview. Okay. Um, 60 seconds. Uh, I ask a question and then you give me an answer. Okay, let's begin. What is something that you believe that most people disbelieve? <clears throat> that tech is for everyone. Uh, on a rainy day in Charlotte, uh, what book are you reading? I am reading um, The Secrets of Six Figure Women. Any advice that you would give um, your college self now? Pay attention. Pay attention? <laughs> Pay attention, get through it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, anything you'd like to add? Um, I, think I've, I think that covers it. We are, um, oh. We're big on data. data. Tomorrow we're interviewing um, data student from UNC, data program uh, for a summer internship. So that's that's exciting. We've yeah. been collecting data for some time. We need somebody to delve into it and like uh, out what it data means. science or mm -hmm. yeah. running so models. Is that what you mean? They're going to be doing whatever the data people do, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be doing what the marketing people do. <laughs> well, that concludes our interview for today. Thank you. No problem.